Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we uh, always do, we'll take your calls about whatever you want, but to start things out here, uh, we'll... Focus on an issue that has been it's been in the news, I would say, quite a bit, though some people would say it hasn't been in the news enough. The uh, the whole hacking into the climate gate situation. Well, and- it, yeah, it's, they were they hacked into a, uh, a a university called East Anglia. It's over uh, in the UK, the, right? The Climactic Research Unit of the University of East Anglia. And right. um, it's part of the, the whole, uh, you know... Global climate change UN thing. They've that's got going a, on there. A, a sweet government contract to find out. Sweet UN contract. Yeah, I mean, sweet UN world government contract, if you will, to uh, to find out if it really is uh, really you know global warming or global climate change or it's man man made. And so essentially, the idea would be that well, if if they're being paid to find something out, then if they don't find out what they're being paid to find out, then they're probably not going to get paid again next year. Sure. Right? If I send a private detective out to figure out who my uh, my parents are, I'm adopted. So find out who my real biological parents are. If he keeps on going out there and finding nothing, how often am I going to be wanting to write this guy a check? Right. If he keeps on coming back with clues that will will uh, you know tell me what I want to know, then well, in fact, I might write him a check. So. That's you know that that's kind of what's going on. I, the way I see it, that's what's going on here. It makes sense. I mean, we've seen evidence over the years, whether it's been in the the whole uh, the environmental area or in the war on drugs, for instance, when the the government wants to find out that a certain drug is dangerous, it hires its own people to you know do that research. Or in the case of violent video games, it's my understanding that. The CDC has been brought in to government agency has been brought in to research whether or not violent video games cause Our kids disease? to cause kids to uh, to be violent. What is the Center and for Disease con- I Control go doing researching I, video games? All I'm telling you is that they've been brought in to do that. Right. And so you know what they're going to find out because their political masters have essentially decreed it. They just have to make it look like they've done some sort of scientific job. And so it turns out that somebody hacked into this particular uh, database, as you may have heard. Maybe this is news to you. I don't know. But uh, somebody, some anonymous hacker, cracked into the the school's computer system. He downloaded, or she, uh, the person who hacked in, downloaded over a thousand emails and in those emails, and I think they had some other paperwork and stuff like that, but in I'm that sure. information, junk, it was revealed that these people were being less than uh, forthcoming, less than honest. Right, that they were falsifying information, uh, at least that's that's the allegation. I haven't read all thousand of these emails, so I can't tell you, but that that's what I'm told by people who have. Um, and, and um, in fact, that they were, you know, ostracizing other scientists that disagreed with them and, and all kinds of things like that. So, you know, not what you're expecting from scientists. You know, you think that scientists should be dispassionate and uh, you know not have an agenda, but in fact these guys have a very clear agenda, and that Absolutely. is to get paid for cl- um, global man-made global climate change. Right, because if they can prove so-called that global climate change is happening and it is man-made, then that means that governments will have an excuse to create new taxes and regulations, which they're going to do that slowly anyway. But if they have this big specter of the world's going to be destroyed, then it'll be a whole lot more uh, easy for them to persuade right. people into paying these new taxes and, and being obedient. And I am not unconvinced that man and their, uh, you know, that the uh, the the 
you know, the industrial revolution and the way that we're you know, dumping stuff into the atmosphere and all that stuff, I'm not unconvinced that that might have some effect on the atmosphere. However, I'm, uh, you know, the, the stuff that trickles down to me leaves me unconvinced. I don't believe that carbon is a good indicator of, uh, you know, that, that's going to cause global warming. I think that, uh, you know, that it's, it's pretty clear that uh, methane is a bigger uh, global, uh, you know, green, greenhouse gas. But they're not trying to, to cut down on cow eating, which, yeah. you know, cows cause the most methane. They're going after cars and stuff. So what I see these people are as modern-day Luddites that want us to live in caves. They don't care if we eat the cows, which, in fact, are call, causing the global climate change. Maybe it's They just, just want us to not drive cars. Well, isn't it possible it's just the it's, sun? It's possible and the, it's the sun. I've that heard things that, change over right. time? <laughs> Absolutely things. No, no, it's not only possible. It's, in fact, the truth that things change yeah. over time. So, you know, I don't know about... I don't know about man-made global climate change. I'm skeptical, and I don't feel that enough has been told to me, but I don't think that the best solution, even if it's true, is government. And it's certainly not worldwide government that none of us have any kind of voting power in. Maybe if you believe that it is, I'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. I doubt we'll hear from somebody that believes that global government is uh, is a good idea, but maybe they're out there. Let me me read this uh, article. It's from The Bastard. Well, because Um, there's a moral issue here. That's what this uh, this This, little story... It's the moral issue that I'm really concerned with here, not the whether global climate change is happening or not, because it's just a bunch of people who are, uh, you know, uninformed talking about global climate change. I'm skeptical, you're skeptical, whatever, everybody's skeptical. So uh, this is from Ziggy at uh, thebastard.com. Um, and in the last few weeks, there have been many libertarians quoting about rev- the revelation that environmental scientists might not have been entirely honest about climate gate. Though there's a m- minority of libertarians who believe that global warming is man-made, the vast majority of libertarians are either skeptical that climate change is man-made or that climate changing um, is happening as dramatically as scientists claim. You'll hear many libertarians claim that either climate change is a front for world government, yeah, that would be me, um, or it's an excuse for more authoritarian government, me too, and I'd say that there are some truth to these claims. This is Ziggy, as, as I've said. Though I've heard plenty of libertarians or liberty-minded folks gloating about the revelations of ClimateGate, what I have not heard from many libertarians is condemnation of how the revelations of ClimateGate were obtained. The revelations... Um, gathered that uh, climate climate gate scientists have not been uh, entirely honest. They were gathered by somebody hacking into a server used by the Climactic Research Unit of the University of East Anglia, which in itself is a violation of property rights. But the individual or individuals unknown then proceeded to download from the server they hacked over a thousand private emails and other private documents, which anyways you look at it is theft, pure and simple. And I have to agree, but I'm, you know, I, I, I'm kind of left with, look, everybody was, everybody, we were right. You know, I'm, I find this information, these people are, are, are you know, falsifying uh, their, their findings and they're ostracizing scientists that disagree with them. To me, that means, ha, we're right. So I feel that this theft, which, um, you know, the, what was stolen is, I guess, First off, I mean, it's not like these scientists... They were copied. Are, the files were copied. Right. So these scientists were not out anything. They didn't lose any of the bits and dots and tittles on their computers. Right. They were just downloaded. So it's proprietary information, and they attempted to um, you know, keep it secure, but they didn't really lose anything in the theft. 
And then, so what is the damage caused to these people? Well, the mm. damage is they that they're not a contract. able. Well, yeah, a big, big, big contract. They're um, they're no longer going to be able to put the scam over. Contract. Right. But it's a government It's a government contract. So it's, it's not like it's a a contract with an agency that has legitimacy in that it's uh, you know the government has been formed through coercion. The government exists because it forces its way upon people. Okay, so hold on. Um, if you use that uh, that frame of logic, the government then create created the monetary system that we have, right? The dollar is a fiat currency, That's right? Correct. And essentially, banks—you uh, know, the bank on the corner—is uh, is a, a franchise of the Federal Reserve System, right? Yes, that's right. So can I go into that bank and <laughs> rob that bank? As long as I don't threaten anybody with a weapon, can I rob that bank? And have I done? Well, you're gonna have a hard, you're gonna have a hard time robbing the bank without a threat. Well, I, I suppose I could break in at night. Well, okay, but you're still breaking into what okay. is essentially okay. private property. If, if I work now, as a banks, t- banks, if, uh, banks are still privately run. They're not. Uh, they're, but they're, the stuff I'm stealing is government uh, fiat currency. <laughs> so, so I'm I I I'm holding. I don't believe that necessarily what you're saying is entirely true here. That just because it's the government that we can do whatever we want. Well, I, yeah, but but it is the government, and it's a government contract with an agency that's likely. Uh, first of all, the government is an agency funded by coercion. This is a university. It's very likely a state-run university. Very likely, if it's not state-run, that it's getting big-time money and dollars in other ways from the government. So it's probably very tied in uh, with the state. Does that change the morality of hacking into their computer system? Right, because I, as a taxpayer, even though I'm not, I don't live in East Anglia, because I, as a taxpayer, paid for well, this government organization to this organization to collect this data and hold this data. Indeed, is it really mine? Well, don't you, as a taxpayer, then deserve true transparency into what goes on? With the money that uh, that you're you're paying. When was the last time taxpayers got transparency? I'm asking anything? you, don't you Never, deserve ever. it? I'm, I'm just trying to say, what is this immoral? Is it immoral to hack into a university's computers? 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. It's free talk live. Give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up whatever you want, or you can comment on the question we uh, started the show out with, which is, is it immoral to hack into, or how do you feel about this, do you, uh, to hack into a computer system at a university in order to release a thousand emails that show that these people have been lying? Is that immoral? As far as climate gate goes. Yeah, yeah the, the climate the global gate global climate, Man-made global climate change. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, even the brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines all there for you free at listen.freetalklive.com. And Manchester Brewing Beer made by, is made by introverted geeks with poor social skills and strong right arms. You can learn more at manchesterbrewing.com. Let's go to Terry, listening in South Carolina to WSC-FM. Terry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, Terry, um, what's on your mind? Well, I wanted to bring up the, uh, the point that uh, all of that information should have been available under the British Freedom of Information Act. 
Really? And uh, Oh, yeah, and it, several of the emails actually discuss how they can best uh, keep from honoring those uh, requests. Oh, uh, so they'd, they'd already been getting requests and they've been uh, dragging their feet on them? Is that the idea? Right. They, they were using some technicalities. The, the, the main thing people were after was the raw data they used uh, mm. to come up with their process data. And they were hiding behind some supposed agreements with various countries they had. But, uh, but the emails themselves also should have been available under Freedom of Information. And the uh, archive was actually named FOI2009.zip when it was released. So another point about it is that it wasn't necessarily a hack. It could very well have been an insider that leaked that as opposed to someone hacking into the computer. That's a possibility. In that case, uh, that would seem to eliminate the, the moral question, right, if it was somebody on the inside. and Plus, well, do they have the right to uh, to disseminate that information? They probably signed a contract um, as far as, uh, you know, they, would, they wouldn't release priata- proprietary well, yeah. information. I can tell you I've signed contracts like that when well, I've gone to work. Right, and that that may be, except that uh, all of that all of that data was generated with public money and should have been available under that Freedom of Information Act. So you, you can look into the emails where the various scientists discuss how they can uh, best uh, get around that. Terry, I think you're making uh, a great point. Yeah, there. I think you I think you are too, Terry, and um, I appreciate that call. Now I've got a question. A friend of mine had uh, recently a situation where he, uh, you know, he he suspected uh, a loved one of his was lying to him, and he. Uh, kind of read some emails of theirs and found out that that lie was true. And it was a very, it was, it was an important one. And I want to know, you know, like, I, I guess I brought this story just because I felt like that, that there were some parallels to it. So what do you think in that circumstance? That if, um, you know, somebody finds out, you know, suspects something that they wish wasn't going on is going on. Um, and, uh, you know, do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, would say in many circumstances, I'm a big privacy advocate, but when it's public money and it's science where there's supposed to be transparency about the, you know, the data and process, uh, there's not much to hide behind there. Would you say it's wrong, though, on a personal basis to, uh, to break a loved one's trust and even if they're lying and read their emails? Well, in, in general, yeah, because you're presuming guilt to do that and they may not be guilty. That's a good so, point. But thanks. what if they turn out to be? I mean, then hmm. aren't you then, then do the ends justify the means? Uh, generally not in my experience, but thanks your for your thoughts. May vary. Yeah. Terry, appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I think Terry might have just shut down the whole conversation. I, think he did I mean, too. the whole Freedom of Information Act point, and it's it's just a it's an extension of what I was saying earlier. I didn't know that there was a Freedom of Information Act in the UK, and I didn't know that it applied to any contract that well, uh, the I government that, would have with a, with a school to do something like this. I, I do think it's a little naive to believe that the uh, government's actually going to release anything that is uh, damaging damaging to them. So I think that well, right, you can you can request your FBI files, but they'll still give you stuff with blacked out. In, <laughs> they're so. not going to get what you want. So I mean, it, even even though the, the the you know the the government passed it, this Freedom of Information Act, it's not like they abide by it. So you know those those laws are, uh, you know really aren't applicable. Although I agree with Terry that um, if you can get them, then you're acting within the law, so, and so therefore it's moral or whatever. And, and I would say that even if there was not a so-called Freedom of Information Act, I think you're still morally justified in getting information from and from this agency because you're being forced to pay for this. So as since you, if you're in the UK and you're a taxpayer, which pretty much everybody is, you're being forced to pay for this climate research. I think you're completely justified in uh, in cracking into their system and getting their uh, getting your hands on uh, on the data. I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily.
Now, if it's a private system, if it's a private school that's doing their own research without getting government money, I would say you would be in the wrong for cracking into their system. But who's doing that? How many people are out there doing private uh, research, non-governmental funded research into this? All right. So Terry got us Mr. Smarty Pants. How how about this one then? I've got I've got another Hold question. Hold that thought. Hold okay. on to your question. Let's call. go to Chris in South Carolina, also listening to WSC FM. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? Hey, what's um, on your mind? I, you know, you guys were talking about these emails that got released where these scientists were making it look like it was more of an imminent threat than it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like it's still a threat, and whether these emails came out or not, however they were released, I mean, couldn't, I mean, what, it, I, what I'm saying is it's still an imminent threat, it just may not be happening as fast when, as these when you guys say wanted. When you say it is an imminent threat, you mean the, the, the change of the climate? Yeah, the climate, I mean, you know, we're, you, we're, we're just, like, I live in South Carolina, I've been here my whole life, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've, I've lived other places, but I always end up coming back down here, and... Since I was a child, I mean, you know, I'm 38, and the weather has changed dramatically. Um, you know, like right now, it's, it's 49 degrees. Um, when I was a kid this time of year, you know, it was, it was in the 20s. You know, we, we actually had snow on the ground from time to time. So, I mean, things are changing. The water levels are rising. There's a, a lighthouse here. Does it that scare you? Does, does that it, frighten it you? It frightens me terribly that nobody, that, that they're, they're not doing enough. What do you propose? You know that these. Well, wait, wait, Mark. I want to know what he proposed. I mean, you said they're not doing enough. So, what would you like to see done, Chris? I would like to see uh, swifter action on changing these uh, miles per gallon for cars, fuel efficiency in cars, more progress, more, more immediate action towards uh, sustainable energy sources um, to sustainable food sources. I, I've been reading a lot of Chomsky lately, and you know. We as a country have gone around the planet and systematically destroyed nations for their their natural wealth, their their natural resources. I absolutely believe with, I believe what Chomsky says on that point. However, where I'd part ways is where Chomsky wants to stick guns in people's faces and tell them what to do. Well, that's what we do as a country. We? No, that's that's what you're proposing. Wait, wait, wait. That's what you're proposing to do right now when you tell people that they can't eat certain things, that they can't drive certain things, that they can't act a certain way. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that you can't tell me that these guys, you know, all these people in Michigan have lost their jobs in Uh the auto industry. And all these factories sit up there empty. You know, there's nothing. why, Why aren't we actually producing something that you know, the American public would want. I mean, who's well, we? like these guys, yeah, who's, these guys who's are we? idiots. The, the, entire, the entire private private sector that decides what, as consumers, we're going to buy, what they offer to us. Well, oh, it's not like they decide how, um, uh, how many miles to the gallon that uh, people are going to get. People decide that. You know that bigger cars are safer, and some people want bigger cars to be safer, I, right? Th- hold no, on. I want to bring Chris back here. Chris, safe. if you want to hang on, I'll bring you back. We can continue the, the conversation here because I think uh, it, it's, it's been a good one so far at 800-259-9231. Private companies offer various different products, but only the consumers end up deciding which ones they'll actually buy. Many products go by the wayside and fail miserably because no one wants to buy them. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship 
a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It's the Saturday edition of the show. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including updates. You get on the updates list. We'll keep you in the loop about what's happening with Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And if you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents over there, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs, uh, no-fault divorces, those kind of things. You all, all Just the average legal stuff, they do it. LegalZoom.com, you can use code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, to save $10 off additionally off your order, LegalZoom.com. All right, let's go back to Chris listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Chris, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, are you there, sir? Yeah, I am. Okay, now um, you go ahead. Oh, I was just, you know, I was talking, you, you asked me if it frightened me, what's going on. Yeah, climate on. change. And it, it, well, climate change is a big thing that frightens me, and not just because of, you know, people talk about it saving the planet. All my friends kid me that I'm so crunchy, you know, I'm, I'm like granola, I'm such a hippie, and it's such a joke, because all I'm really concerned with is the longevity of mankind. I mean, we, we haven't been here that long, and while we're here, with whether climate changes as fast as these guys say it is or not, um, you know, we're wiping off. I don't know what the exact number is. Um, I've heard, I think it's something like 75 species a day are wiped off the planet. And that, has what, and that has what to do with climate change? That has to do with what we're doing. I mean, you can't say that all the crap we pump into the atmosphere is is any good at all. Well, I, mean, I think that it has really more to do about the expansion of man's footprint as far as where they live and they're certainly breeding at a, you know, the at a, at a rate, you know, we we continue to get larger, um, you know, the, more populous. We can't sustain. Oh, I mean, but, we right. can't sustain under natural um, well, But but I'm, 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 what I'm saying to you is is that global warming has doesn't have anything to do with species dying away. What species dying away has to do with habitat and man you know they they they're wanting to go out and grow things and and you know cut the trees down or whatever in their particular area and that's really what you're talking about in, in that instance so that doesn't so it it kind of goes into this whole well, I think that, eco religion that has something to do with climate change as well I mean when we're wiping off vegetation off the planet and expanding as a as a race further and further into nature um, you know we're we're displacing a lot of species you do realize that the that time, the supermajority the we're doing that we're using you know fuel you know oil powered vehicles to to do this work, and <laughs> it's just it's just an unsustainable way Chris, of life. Chris, so you do so you do realize, time. Chris, that uh, that that in the United States, I think it's something like ninety six and ninety seven percent of the land is you know completely unurbanized. It's there's a lot oh, of woods out there. And that, you know, I mean, more people live on the coast than anywhere else, which blows my mind. You know, it wasn't. I mean, it was busy at the coast when I was a kid, but now it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's houses everywhere. But, but you're what talking you about check. this expansion, and I'm telling you that there's hardly any uh, there's hardly any population footprint right now. But, so, but the what, population that we have is unsustainable. For what, when you say it's live. unsustainable, what does that mean? I mean, like the food sources, the water sources. That's all. 
So there's a lack. You have a lack mentality. With that, well, it's fear. That he be... said he was scared. Right. And do you, yeah, you do. Is, well, well the lack mentality leads to fear. Right. You do understand that the reason that um, you, you were talking about uh, the United States government go, going into different countries and uh, you know exploiting their their natural resources and all that stuff, and you understand that the reason the populace here in the United States goes for that is fear. Right. It all comes well, down that, to and they fear. They don't know what's really going on. Well, I mean, Reagan did it. Somebody uh, would say you, you don't know, know what's going on back. too. I mean, like somebody would say that you don't know what's going on when it comes to global climate change. So you're just saying they don't know what's going on. You're saying you don't. So that doesn't that's not a system that works. And what I'm proposing to you is um, that, you know, what uh, what I'm hearing from you is you want the government to fix this problem. And I'm telling you that the governments are already the problem. And to no, ask the I government, I agree with you. The government's the problem. I think it's completely political. I agree with you. I don't think the government. Well, has wait to fix a minute. It. If think, the government's the problem, I need to fix it. And you need to fix it. And okay, Chris, that sounds good. It. But if the government's the problem, then why are you calling for government solutions? It sounds to me like you were saying you wanted mandates because on the, the car companies. Politically, because politics push the the society in the way we go. I mean, that, no, politics push pushes society in the way the politicians and their connected buddies want. Thank you, Chris, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Right. That, this is how it goes. You ask the politicians to do A, and they do something that looks like A, but it includes B, C, D, and E, and F. Okay? And, those, and those, all those things benefit all the people that they have that are friends of theirs and um, or, or they, they're a detriment to the enemies of theirs, and all those other things. That's what happens when you use coercion. And by coercion, I mean the force and threat of violence against people. And that's really what the government is. That's all the government's got. Right. The government's got, you'll do what we say, or we're going to fine you. If you don't fine us, fine, if, you don't, uh, if you don't pay the fine, we're going to throw your butt in jail. If you don't want to go to jail, then we're going to come in with stormtroopers and we're going to throw you on the ground and tase you and drag you off in front of your kids. I think it's That's worth, what the government does. I think it's worth pointing out here that the number one polluter in the United States is the government by way of the mil- the US military they are larger they're a larger polluter than the top 4 right. uh, industrial polluters combined so you want to so, go after car manufacturers when in fact it is the US federal government that's the biggest problem they are dumping it's all the kinds stupid, of you you ask you ask the 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 the, the, the axe murderer to get rid of the, the rid of the the pickpockets in town the fox guarding what the kind, hen house what kind of sick weird system is this and that's by the way i got that information from uh, dr mary Ru- over at ruart.com her book healing our world is excellent she talks about how it is in that book that you know if what you want is to uh to improve things and who doesn't want clean water who doesn't want clean air to breathe who doesn't want to you know to have trees around and things like that i think most people want those things and so the marketplace responds to what people want if we just let the marketplace work if you just allow the market to be free you don't have to deal you don't have to worry about forcing people to do anything because you can just vote with your dollars if somebody is if a company's doing something that you think is wrong you don't support them and you spread the word about them and the marketplace will punish them let's go uh, to your calls steve in south carolina also listening to wscfm steve you're on free talk live hello uh i'm just calling in uh response to chris's comment yes sir about uh the weather in south carolina and uh, I've been here since 1971, and uh, we've had cold summers and warm summers, and, you know, the, the winters were, you know, every year it's different. But more or less, it has not changed at all. 
and that's all I got to say. All you need to do is really just go to weather.com, and you you can look at, I think, probably decades, if not several years' worth of data that will show you that things change year to year. According to these same scientists, they're all whipped up into a frenzy. So far, the uh, global climate change over the last uh, few decades is 0.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, what about the medieval? Thank you, by the way, uh, for the call, Steve. What about the medieval warming period? Well, you know, they, 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 they don't have data degrees? from that. They don't have data from um, back that far, so they can't really say. But we know but that in Greenland, fact, people were 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 farming on Greenland. It used to, it's called Greenland for a reason, right? right. <laughs> Which now covered in a giant ice cap. So one has to assume that in fact there wasn't a, you know, a, a, the North Pole wasn't as much ice as it is now. And I don't know how much of Florida existed at that time. And as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, people that live right on the coast in Florida are taking their chances. By the way, I had a house in Whitfield Country Club Estates that was, you know, half a mile maybe from the from the coast. So it would have been a detrimental effect to me at one point. But I don't expect the world to change so that I can keep my um, house from going underwater. The climate changes. Are we having global climate change? Yes, by golly, we are. It's I don't inevitable. know whether it's, whether it's going up or going down or whatever. But it, you the, can't tell. The climate will change. You can't. Sir, I guarantee you, that. You certainly. The idea predict. that we can put a pin in a map and. Say say, this is what the Earth is supposed to look like. I mean, he's saying that 75 species are dying a day or a year or a month or whatever. Well, how many died before man could ever do anything about that? How but many died you... before 1900? Lots of billions, if they're, you know, yeah. I, what can I do about that? Species die. You can drive that's, a different car. You could you can buy a new car. <laughs> that's and what Mother Nature good. wants. I mean... I, I don't know what to do about that. It's it. It just that's what happens. It sounds the like world a nice is changing. It sounds like a nice marketing plan for uh, brand new cars. No? <laughs> it's a nice marketing plan for global government. Yeah, well, there's that, too, which is pretty scary. 800-259-9231. We will take your calls on this or whatever you want. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. You're welcome to comment on the whole climate change thing. Or take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. One of the ways you can help support this show, by the way, is by shopping with us. Tis the season to be shopping, and if you haven't gotten your holiday shopping taken care of yet, and most of you probably haven't, uh, why not just do it online? Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. You can probably find whatever it is you're looking for. They've got dozens of categories and brand new items as well as used, so you can save a few extra bucks that way. Plus, you'll also save money on a lot of the new items when you get free Super Saver shipping. And, of course, obviously, the closer it gets to uh, Christmas time, the 
less likely you'll want to use free Super Saver shipping. So get it done now at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. That way you don't have to pay for shipping upgrades later on down the line. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Avoid all the lines and the parking lots and the traffic and the crazy customers and the angry clerks. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about what you want. Let's talk to Mike listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. You're on Free Talk Live, Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to comment on the gentleman from South Carolina. I think his name was Chris. Yes. Uh, actually, I was happy that you guys brought up the whole uh, medieval period around the 1100s. But I think you're mistaken when you say there was no data to actually prove that the temperatures were going up in that time period. Okay. There actually, there actually is substantial data in the fact that wineries and grapes were growing farther into the northern hemisphere, and there are artifacts and things found from this time period that are dated back to this time period that actually prove that the temperature was going up. It's absolutely true in uh, in southern England, which is not the greatest place to grow grapes these days. Um, in fact, that was what the Romans were, you know, wanting to do there. That's why they went and, you know, decided to go kill a bunch of uh, uh, you know, Britons or Anglo-Saxons or whatever they were at the times. Um, I don't know whether I don't know whether the Normans had gotten there at that point, but uh, they um, th- that's why they were doing that. So there there is uh, data in that sense, you know, like sort of evidence, mm-hmm. but. You know, at, at that you point, meant statistics of temperature. Right? When you start wading into the area of, um, you know, talking about the science of it, then, you know, when anything but scientists do that, then you know, some scientist is going to call in and he's going to make us look really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well I, I think when you look at the actual facts that real scientists have provided, and not the uh, quote unquote scientists that we are seeing, the whole uh, global warming scheme come into play, I think it's pretty obvious. Anything else you want to share tonight, Mike? Uh, nothing. I think you guys are doing a great job. Thanks, Thanks for sir. the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with Brett listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good, afternoon, or good evening, gentlemen. Indeed, Kudos sir. on the uh, topic conversation. What's on your mind tonight, Brett? Listen, I wanted to comment on, on, on Chris from South Carolina. He's been catching a lot of heat, but, you know, I think it's just, it goes to show the misinformation that most people have. Uh, for example, uh, in the early 2000s, they asked the Yale graduating class uh, a simple question, and that was, is the environment or the global environment worse now, meaning in the early 2000s, or worse in the 1950s? And every one of them unanimously said it's worse now. Of course, they were all completely wrong. Why? We didn't have a lot of the sanctions on chemicals that we were uh, able to use and, and the pollutants that we, were, that we were just throwing off into the atmosphere. So I think we're making leaps and bounds in the, in the department of you know, uh, cutting down the, uh, the footprint, so to speak. The problem, I think the majority of the problem is, is misinformed people and people wanting to make money off of that. Um, to, you know, to, to reiterate that comment, I mean, we're, we're, we're a world made up fully of mostly water, and yet we go into the, you know, to the Circle K or to the gas stations and go buy bottled water for a buck fifty. You know, we can get it out of our tap. It's just, it's just as good. So you have a lot of people making money off of, you know, simple idiocy. 
so to speak. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite examples of the ignorance of people has to be Penn and Teller's BS. Have you ever seen that show? Absolutely. Have you seen the one where they uh, they go around with a petition to ban dihydrogen monoxide? Yeah, I have, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did was, for the people that haven't seen this, uh, you can probably pull it up on YouTube or a, a Google video or something like that, but Penn & Teller's BS, they sent out a young lady with a clipboard to some sort of environmental event, a public event where a bunch of people were just milling about doing things that were relating to the environment, and she would stop people and ask them if they'd sign her petition to ban dihydrogen monoxide. Right, and, and then she'd point everyone. out that the di- dihydrogen monoxide... they signed mon- it. That, right. That it was that it was in almost everything you eat. That oh, the yeah. stuff is all around us. That uh, it's even in people's homes. The dihydrogen you. monoxide is everywhere. That, right. that you know, hundreds of people die every year from dihydrogen monoxide. Right. And then you know, at some point or another, they revealed to you that dihydrogen monoxide is in fact H two O water. It's water. Yeah. And these, all these <laughs> nimrods were out there signing a petition against it, scared to death of this stuff. Absolutely. And and you know, here here's the thing: if if people want to make a difference, stop being selfish and what i mean by that is instead of getting a damn styrofoam cup get a glass you know instead instead of you know using a paper plate use 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 a ceramic you know if 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 you don't have to drive don't drive take a walk most of us are obese anyway. Get off your butt and lose some weight. Well, you can't and, stop and, and people. I'm going to disagree with you on that one point because I think people use the term selfish as though it's a bad word. But you really can't ever stop being selfish. It just all depends on what your incentives I mean, I mean, are. Selfish in consumption. He was. He was. He was. He did define what he meant by selfish after yeah. he said it. And I understand you've got this thing about the word, word selfish, and I get that. Well, you're being selfish by going and taking a walk because it's helping. You know, you would be selfish in that way because you would be helping yourself. Uh, you know, feel a little healthier. That's a selfish thing to do. It just depends oh, on your perspective. Absolutely, you know, uh, a selfish, good, good, selfish things to do. But you know, when we're talking about you know global warming and 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 climate change, if people are worried about it, first get informed. Secondly, do something about it yourself, yeah. and it starts at home. I say there's nothing to worry about. I think uh, I think that we're well, all like a bunch of little too, ants. <laughs> right. we're, we're little ants on and, this world. You know, I, I I always you know they they go after people to drive this, drive that, as far as yeah. um, you know the the vehicles, and I. You know, if if somebody feels better driving a Hummer because it makes them feel like they can see better in traffic or they feel safer in it or whatever, and they're willing to pay the gasoline on the thing and they're willing to pay the fifty thousand dollar price tag for it, I you know all the better to them. I, I you know what happens if the safety Nazis get into play in the next decade and those people tell us we have to have much bigger cars because they're safer. You know the the government pendulum it swings. First eggs are good for you, then eggs are bad for you now eggs are good for you again it just it just goes back and forth interest group after interest group gets in charge they they make their money they go away the next interest group gets gets in charge they make their money they go away it's just so silly i think you have a key word there i think i think the key word is money yeah oh yeah it's a it's a this is a government by the lobbyists for the lobbyists uh, and about the lobbyists here you know yeah don't think they're doing anything for you with all their rules and regulations the best thing that could happen in the united states of america is if uh the the states themselves decided to reassert their sovereignty and uh and and told the federal government to take a long walk off a short pier in washington dc the potomac there and and i I think i heard it on your show the first thing we did when we wanted to separate say separate ourselves from britain was stop paying our taxes if only it were that easy. Well, well it is that easy. You, guys, you yeah, just have to. You guys have 
Thanks, you guys Brent. have a good night. I we appreciate will. I appreciate your call. Thank you. At 800-259-9231. It is that easy. It's just that, well, it's that simple. Maybe it's not that easy. It's simple to stop paying taxes, uh, but as far as whether it being easy or not, most people are going to get away with it, but some of them aren't, and some of them will be crucified and made an example of well, and sca- to, uh, to scare other people out of it. But if People the evidence just stop is, paying, then they couldn't throw everyone in jail. The evidence is that if you are just the average, if you have your own business and you, you know, don't pay your taxes, that they'll never ever find you. I think it's something like 60 million people in the United States don't pay taxes. Mm. So, but the problem is, is what they do is they they tend to go after the big ones. They, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the, the list is long and sordid. So I I respect you having taken the position that you have, which is you don't pay uh, you don't pay federal income tax, and that's right. However, you know, like different people have different situations. I have a small child, and I'm not prepared to go to jail in the next seven years. That's um, just so it. therefore, that's the problem. I'm, I'm willing to pay the the amount of money to the to the guys in the pinstripe suits that come in with the Tommy guns and say. Hey, we're here to protect well, you. Well, hopefully people like you, Mark, who are not willing to take that step, will be at least willing to support people if they do come under fire. For instance, there's this movement called the Free State Project. We'll tell you more about it here later in the show, but it's bringing liberty-minded people all to the same place. That's an ideal situation, in my opinion, for people to stop paying, because then you're literally surrounded with other like-minded individuals who some of them are going to join you in not paying. I know I'm not the only one. Dave Ridley over at Ridley Report has stopped as well, and you know there are a number of other kind of visible persons personalities that uh, that don't pay and are and are out about it um, but but being a, a support grid behind those people who are taking the lead and not paying I think is very important and most people don't really have that anywhere else so it's one of the kind of the benefits to being up here in New Hampshire as part of the free state project talk more uh, talk more about that coming up this is free talk live hour two is on the way you can bring up anything how long can you hold your breath <sighs> not long After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Style on in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, as we like to say. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, before we continue with the phone calls, as we will uh, do, that's what the point of the show is, want to welcome our brand newest affiliates, numbers 59 and 60. So uh, crossing the 60 affiliate threshold, which is a big deal for uh, for Free Talk Live. Welcome to the Valley's Big Talker, 800 and 1230 WBHP in Huntsville and Decatur in Alabama. So 
good evening to everybody listening to us up there. In, uh, we're pretty much covering northern Alabama at this point. We've got Florence. We've had Florence on board, WVNA, for a long time. And now uh, welcome to Huntsville Indicator. We WBHP. dominate northern Alabama. So there you go. Hum, uh, hop <laughs> on board here. Give us a try. Uh, we When we say you really can call in about anything... Please do, 800-259-9231. As you've probably already realized, Free Talk Live is not your typical talk show. Not just because we're open phones, anybody can do that. But we also are on the issues, coming at it from a perspective that you don't tend to hear on conservative or uh, progressive. Right, you're going to have to give us a little while, and I believe uh, it's just the weekend, so you're going to have to give us a few weekends to, well, really know what it is that we're saying. I know that you're going to hear something you say, these people are just rabid ultra-conservatives. Or you're going to hear something you say, these liberals, I can't stand it when they get liberals on the radio. We're neither of those. And our message is extraordinarily consistent. Actually, uh, WBHP, to correct you on one thing, uh, WBHP is actually coming on board for a couple of our weekday hours as well. Oh, very good. They'll be getting us during the week, which is good news, too. All right, so let's go to your phone calls here. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, Ed is listening to WFTL in Palm Beach, Florida. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Ed, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just had just some comments about the global warming and the uh, the climate change and sure. all that. Go for it. And this is my own personal opinion, and this is just how I look at it. Okay, mm-hmm. just one perspective. The way I look at it, how long has the world been around? Long damn Millions time. Millions of years. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Right. Four yeah. billion. Right. Okay. So I have a little analogy. It's kind of like. You you go you have a 55-gallon drum, right? And every day you walk out to that drum and you drop one drop of water into the gallon of a 55-gallon drum. Do you think in your lifetime or your kid's lifetime or your kid's kid's lifetime or your kid's 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 lifetime, anything that we do is going to actually affect us directly? It really isn't. I I think you're right about that. Uh, of course, with a 55-gallon drum example, uh, by the time you get to the next day, the drop will have evaporated. But well, you're assuming it's sealed. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Right. But even, let's say, if it didn't evaporate, you right. still, you one drop a day for a 55-gallon drum, how long do you think it's going to take to fill that drum? I think Mother Nature has an amazing way of keeping herself balanced, regardless of what the little ants do on the surface. That's, that, 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 that's the way I look at it. I mean, the the world... The Earth has been here for billions of years, and I really don't think whether we have excess emissions from cars. Yeah, maybe it damages the ozone a little bit, but like I said, it's not going to have any effect on us directly. I mean, we live, what, a maximum of 100 or 115 years is our lifetime. The world's been around for billions of years. It's going to be around for billions more. You know what I mean? Well, I think you. I, I, I think it's interesting you brought up the ozone layer. Funny, you never hear about that anymore. That was that was the the um, ecological uh, dilemma from the '90s, uh, the ozone layer in the late '80s. Prior to that, it was the fear of a uh, of a new ice age that was coming on. Now we're we're worried about global warming. It, I, you know, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be worried about anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's really true. I mean. 
If the climate's going to change, it's going to change. It's not going to change because we made a change. It's not going to change because yep. we don't want it to change. If it's going to change, it's going to change. If it gets warmer, you know buy mean? yourself a pair of shorts. And if it gets colder, get some uh, <laughs> you know, get some warm clothes. Thanks for the call. I appreciate your input. Uh, I, I, share, I share your beliefs on that one. 800-259-9231. And if it gets warmer, I, I don't see what the problem with that is, really. I mean, if it gets a few degrees warmer... Okay, so now you can grow in tropical plants in more areas than you could possibly grow before, right? Yeah, right, and living on the equator has got to be unbearable. Oh, well, they can move out if they don't like it. Right, the, that's the thing. Is, I don't a couple feel, of degrees doesn't make a difference when you're at 90. What concerns me the most about this whole global warming thing is that we have um, available to us venues for dealing with conflicts uh, that come up between humans. If, in fact, there are you know, groups of people that are polluting the world by releasing chlorofluorocarbons or car- carbon dioxide or methane or whatever it is, then why can't one of these global groups bring these people to court and just hash it out right there and we can figure out what's going on because i'll tell you i find it even difficult to to find uh, you know a good debate between scientists on youtube on this particular subject um let alone why it is that uh, they don't they don't bring it to court and i i've got really got to wonder if it you know how good is this evidence that they have for global warming Let's continue. You can bring up anything. Bob is in Canton listening to WCER. Bob, what's on your mind tonight? Mark. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. God bless. Hey, good to talk to you. And I liked what you guys said earlier. And and Chris, poor guy. Look, uh, you know, environmental issues. I, I used to support Greenpeace years ago. We do have environmental issues. But when you have the, the corporation... Uh, GMO and food and, and uh, you know, uh, powdered aluminum and barium being sprayed from the, the skies. Well, you and, have no evidence for any of uh, any of that uh, those claims, sir. Oh, okay. Well, look, let me give you a heads up, Chris, down there. Uh, there's a new book out called uh, by Christopher Christ, Christian Warner, Red Hot Lies, okay? And that concerns uh, the incident with Phil Jones of that English university uh, who blocked information and also destroyed the evidence and said he lost it. He reported to Kyoto and IPPC people. BBC withheld that information for months, okay, on Phil Jones' lies, okay? And the I don't other know people, who that is. Yeah, so what you're well, saying is what, what, what I'm hearing you say is there's some the sort climate. of climate situation where the BBC was covering it up when they were made aware of? That's right. Okay. I think a month is a reasonable amount of time for a uh, uh, you know a news organization to research things and make sure that you know everything shakes out before they just go and blow the lid off of something that could be very important. I'd say you're right about that, Bob. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's talk to Jim listening in New Mexico. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I've got a slightly different twist on this issue. All right. Um, because we have a local forum here, you know, on the Internet where we can go in and discuss issues. And an uh, awful lot of, uh, I guess what you call liberal progressives here who have totally bought into the uh, anthropocentric global warming um, issue argument. And uh, no matter how much I, I talk about these emails and the lies and the distortions and the suppression and the, and the uh, twisted uh, computer programs, 
they still come back and say, yeah, but if you, all you have to do is look around and see that we're uh, experiencing extremes in weather and, uh, you know, extreme cold here, extreme floods over there, uh, extreme heat over here, it's just not normal. You know, I, what that reminds me of, and I've often said that I, I find uh, the people that are you know on this global warming thing to be like religious zealots, is it reminds me of when the uh, you know some uh, you know people that are Christians that are predicting the end of the world will say, well, what about the the wars and the rumors of wars and the the, uh, the you know the, the the natural disasters in diverse places? Well, these things have been going on forever, and uh, you know the the changes in the dramatic weather has been going on forever. It's just the nature of the world. You know, sometimes there's dramatic weather. I think what you're running into, though, Jim, is uh, is likely cognitive dissonance when you hold a certain position and you believe you've come to it through some sort of uh, understanding. You whatever. You just believe it. But these people, have, they believe they've researched or whatever. You're challenging those beliefs. Cognitive dissonance kicks in and it basically shuts them off from being able to effectively... Uh, you know, to effectively assess what it is that you've put in front of them. Because if it's challenging to their beliefs, they'd much rather just shut it off rather than have to admit that they could have been wrong about something. And not everybody suffers uh, from it as bad as some of Oh, others, everybody suffers from it. It's just, you know, how and where. Some worse than others. More coming up. Thanks for the call. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We will take your calls about what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those features, by the way, include Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show that they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. If you are a lady listener, you are welcome to participate. If not, you're welcome to enjoy the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. And no, it is not a beauty contest. Anybody who is of the female persuasion is uh, qualified. And welcome. You, yeah, as long as you send in the uh, requisite video or photo evidence. So head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And how would you like to get a, a non-lethal weapon into the hands of your loved ones this with a stopping power that rivals that of a handgun? I don't know about you, but it's difficult to get my wife uh, very interested in, in handguns, but I want to see her protected. The Tiger Light is an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. Its high-level utility comes from the fact that it is out and in your hand because it's a flashlight. And unlike other weapons, there's no expectation by the perp that you have a weapon. So you catch them by surprise. It's the Tiger Light. You can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a special Christmas rate, tiger.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Bill is in Kentucky. And, Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Uh, good evening, guys. Hey, Bill, what's on your mind? Uh, well, this climate change thing is something that always uh, drives me up the wall. Uh, I think it's fair to start out by saying that any kind of impact that we have on the climate, and we do have some impact on the climate, though it's minute, but the impact that we have on the climate 
does affect human beings. We are hurting human beings. You know, that's not to say that we don't come up with new technologies that help us, new medi- uh, you know, medical technologies that help us, but then we're always trying to catch up the fact that we're hurting ourselves with, with the pollution, with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, chemicals that are in the air and chemicals that are in the water, uh, technology that, that harms us in some way. So we're always having to catch up with that and, and fix problems that we've caused. So anyone who would say that we don't do uh, a substantial amount of things that hurts the human race, uh, it's kind of hard to... People are living longer, though, don't you think? Um, in some ways, they are living longer, but in a lot of ways, people are just sustaining their life through medicine or through technology that just, you know that keeps them... Uh, you know, alive, I guess you'd say. Well, not, not, really not everybody is doing healthy. that. I mean, look at Jack LaLanne. Oh, I will, I will say we are making leaps and bounds, but, but what I'm saying is we're always having to go back and fix things. You know, there's no question that there's a lot of higher cancer rates because of, uh, you know, because of chemicals in certain areas. It could be said that, like, that there's an opportunity for cancer to, uh, you know, people to die from cancer because they're living long enough to get that old, to, to get cancer. To true, get cancer. True. So um, true, what I'd like true, to point yeah. out, though, is that the problem is is regulation. Rather than solving problems as they crop up through a system of dispute resolution, uh, you know, there's the court system. I admit it's a terrible system. However, um, how you know how much better is the government and its regulatory systems? The problem is using regulation to tell everybody they can't do something. Um, when, in fact, you really only need to go after the biggest organizations that might be doing something. And the, it would be the government. Right, the government. So, I mean, you were asking to use the government to fix the problems that, in fact, the government are, you know, they're doing in the first place. It, you know, and most people are really after the corporations. Most of the, uh, the, the greenie types, they're after the corporations, when, in fact, it's the government that's uh, doing the polluting. It's and the biggest co- the corporation want, out there. They want to use the government to stop the corporations when it's the government that's the biggest defender. Well, it's the government that created the corporations in the first place. Right. Any other thoughts for well, us? And, I, I, and, it's, and on the other end of this uh, perspective, it's also fair to point out that it's completely egocentric to think that we can have an, uh, a, a legitimate impact on the planet because, I mean, we're human beings, you know, like Ian says, we're ants. You know, in perspective, we are nothing but a... But a animal species, and to think we can hurt a planet and the planet if it wants to, and and to personify the planet, if the planet wants to, it's just going to pimp slap us and put us back in our place, (laughs) you know, at a moment's note. So, so, I mean, we can can build, we can do, you know, excavation, we can do, uh, you know, alter the terrain of the Earth, and then, you know, the Earth responds by floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, and killing. We haven't had really, I mean, there was the tsunami you know, five or six years ago or ten years ago, I think maybe 250,000 people were killed. The Earth does respond, and while we are hurting ourselves as a human race, you know, and having to go back and fix that all the time, just to think that we hurt the planet, you know, something that's, that's you know, the, the you know, an ant in comparison to a, uh, you know, a state, is is kind of uh, ludicrous, and it's just it's so ethno or egocentric to think that you know we actually can impact that. So that's Bill, my uh, point for tonight. Thank you. I want to thank appreciate your call, and thanks uh, for making it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's continue and talk to Dan in Utah. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how are you guys? Dan, what's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to touch base 
on the uh, the climate issue briefly. Yes, you know, sir. I I'm not sure. You know what I think about it as far as whether we're contributing to it or you know if it's a natural wax and wane kind of the. But I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Sure. Uh, you know, one caller called and said, you know, basically his primary concern was the longevity of mankind. Um, and I kind of commend him for that because I feel like a lot of people who are diehard about, you know, global warming get on the, oh, it's so sad, animals are dying, it's bad for the earth, ice caps are melting. When, you know, kind of in my opinion, what's, what's the, the real threat is, you know, what are we going to do? And if we were to die off, it probably wouldn't be bad for the Earth at all. It would probably, you know, be beneficial. Well, the Earth doesn't really have uh, feelings, so I don't know how, <laughs> how one can benefit the Earth particularly. Well, you know, not, not, not emotionally, but as far as, you know... Why would it be and, good you know, for the Earth? Yeah. Why would it be good for the Earth? Um, you know, just... It's... <laughs> I can tell you is the it, Earth's going to be here, fine either I, way. If I take a if I take a piece of chalk and I draw on a stone, have I in some way hurt the stone? No, no, of course not. Then I don't really see that the uh, the, the human race is going to hurt or benefit or anything the Earth. The Earth is a big glob of mud, and it will be fine one way or the other. I, I kind of agree with the other caller on that one. Yeah. Anything else you want to share tonight, Dan? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, if you really want to get technical, there really isn't any difference between you and the rock in the first place. What do you mean? Well, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, like quantum physics, not that I understand a whole lot of that, uh, but it's my understanding that uh, it's all just vibration at different frequencies, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't go for it. In my mind, there's a big yeah, there's a big difference between um, life form and a non-life form. You know, like well, clearly animate, there are different. Clearly objects. there are differences, but technically everything is, you know, kind of connected. I mean, so like we are essentially still part of the Earth, if you will, or, or part of the whole universe, right? I don't, don't know. You think? Nah, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, because I, if you look, here, you're sharing electrons. You're sharing. I'm, uh, I'm here and I'm there, but I, I control this corporeal body of mine. You do. You so, do. Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're not in control of yourself. I'm just saying that when you're touching the rock, the rock isn't actually solid. It just appears to be solid. It's all. Uh, it's all an illusion. In fact, it's my understanding that uh, most of us, most of what you see as mass is actually empty space as far as at an atomic level. If you actually look down at that level, it's mostly empty, interestingly. I find what you say offensive. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. In fact, how do you even know there is an Earth? How can you prove it? It's Free Talk Live. It's time. Wake up. This is just in case you care. And yeah, I'm talking to you. That's my booklet of truth for the people of America and the wake up call for action to save our freedom. Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com and get involved with saving our country. That's yamtalkingtoyou.com. If you want to be part of the solution, otherwise, just go back to sleep. You'll adjust to enslavement. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited, as always, to bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800 259 
9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site free. They include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see there. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com. If you've been hearing in the news about uh, you know the, the dollar crashing and you've been wanting to get some gold and silver as a hedge against inflation or uh, perhaps as an investment because, well, you've heard that it's been going up and up, and it has. But you, you kind of looked at the gold and silver companies out there, and, and you're, you were very confused about the process. Uh, you didn't know what a numismatic coin was. You don't know what the difference between numismatic and bullion and all that other stuff. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. I have picked uh, five coins there um, and a book that explains uh, you know, the, the Federal Reserve System and how our government is robbing every single citizen uh, through the issuance of uh, fiat currency. You can get all that at gold.freetalklive.com. I've tried to make it easy, and it's remarkably inexpensive. Gold.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue here with your phone calls. Stephanie is with us, ladies first, listening to KUSA in Yakima. Stephanie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? You know, what's on my mind is the Dark Skies Initiative. What's that? And yeah, I know, it's kind of a weird thing, and I don't hear much about it, but I stumbled onto it one day. And basically, it's a nonprofit group whose goal is to reduce light pollution so that young people can look up at the skies and see stars again at night. And I'm kind of interested in that. And it's something I think a lot of different types of people could get into because it's something that reduces the amount of light and power we use. But also, you know, the benefits are you can look up and see stars at night. It sounds like, a nice, it sounds like a nice idea, but why not just move out into the woods? Problem solved. Well, here's the thing. I kind of live near the woods. I'm in Yakima. And when I was a kid, I used to see a ton of stars at night. And even here in a really small town, you know, you look up, you don't see stars anymore. You know, I've lived if in you live in a town, I really missed and I moved home and you can't see them anymore. So, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, I have no objection. I tell you, when I go out to my property, I live outside of town. And uh, when I go out to my property and turn out the lights, even when the lights are on, honestly, I can see far more stars than I could ever see in Tampa, Florida, when I lived uh, there in the, the Southern Bay Area. Certainly, it's cumulative. The amount of uh, light that is there is, is going to affect. In, in fact, if you just have one light on, it's going to blow out your vision to some extent, and you're not going to be able to see as much as you, you might otherwise. Yep. But uh, And I have no objection to people turning off lights. I mean, it saves money. It saves electricity. That means your uh, power bill is going to be lower. I think all the economic ex- incentives are there. So I'm not necessarily opposed to it. It's not but- even, though, just about turning them off. It's about putting in lights that don't glare upward, which creates something called sky glow. Mm-hmm. And these lights, I guess, there are types of lights that you can install that create less glow mm-hmm. than other types. That's and then... Uh, that reduces the glare, and more stars are visible at night. And I have a son now, and I just think it'd be so neat if he could look up and look at the sky and see stars visibly without having to get a high-powered telescope or spend a bunch of money on equipment. It's, oh, he doesn't have to spend a bunch of money. He just has to go outside of Yakima. Right. Well, it's, it seems like it's fine. I, I have no objection to what you're saying here. Why turn a light skyward? What's the point in that anyway, right? I mean, shouldn't the light be exactly, shining downward? Exactly. That, that makes sense to me. It's just that any any amount of changes that you do, any of these tweaks inside a city or a town, you're just never going to have the same experience, period, ever, possibly, that you could have by going two minutes outside of town into the woods where there are no lights that uh, that are going to be around you, and then you'll get to see all of the 
stars you could ever possibly want. So a camping trip would be a way to solve that, or buying a home outside of uh, of a, you know city limits is the way to really make it so your son will be able to see stars. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. No, one night I was uh, camping in Yellowstone. Um, I was just sort of uh, just actually really driving through. I didn't spend a lot of time there, and I. I decided to spend the night in a sleeping bag on top of my van, uh, you know, to looking at the stars, and it was just incredible. You're up there at fourteen thousand feet or whatever oh, wow. it is, and it's. It was. I, did I mention I was on top of a mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. Let's continue. David is listening to WKBK in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I was going to get back to the environmental stuff. I don't know why people would be against environmental stuff. I mean, how many rivers can you drink water out of? I mean, if you walk down the street, you're going to get smoke in your face. And if if you can't drink water out of rivers, how many animals and things are also you know, maybe dying or whatever trouble they're having with the rivers. You know what I'm saying? I, so anybody who's against well, environmental stuff is dumb, in my opinion. I, well, I agree. Everybody wants clean water. As a matter of fact, I, the water that I drink comes from a you know a, a well that's fed by a, a stream. So I mean, I I get all mine right out of well, you know, it may, may not be a river, it's a stream. Let me make a suggestion here, David. I am all in favor of clean water and and clean air and and trees and things like that. And I think that the best way to protect the environment is is not through government. And that's what most of the environmental people, the environmental activists out there are looking to do. They're looking to get the government to force everybody to behave in a certain fashion in the belief that that's going to do something to so-called save the environment. I think if you want to protect... Hang on a second. If you want to protect the environment, the best way to do it is to turn it over to private hands. Most of the land in this country, especially out west, is actually owned and operated by the federal, or, or it's controlled, if you will, by the federal government. And these governmental bureaucrat land managers don't have the correct incentives to actually take care of those environmental areas. So what they what they end up doing in many cases is leasing them out to private agencies who will you know strip mine it or or clear cut it or whatever it is they'll do because they don't care either. It's not like they own the land; they're just leasing it from the government. So no one has the incentives under the governmental paradigm to actually take care of land. You contrast that to an organization like the the Nature Conservancy, for instance, is one example of a private organization it's a cent- I don't know if you want to call it a charity. It's a private organization that accepts contributions from people, and it effectively purchases plots of land. And it dis- as those the people that are running the Nature Conservancy say, we're going to pres- uh, keep this land pristine. We want this land to be in its natural state, and that's what they do. So uh, what I'm what I'm trying to explain here is that if you want to protect the environment, the best way to do it is not by threatening your neighbors, but by persuading them and showing them how your way is the best way. Does that make sense? Well, actually, it does make sense. Um, It makes sense, sure. Thanks, David. Appreciate your call tonight. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's Even the SACL CII toll-free line. The Nature Conservancy is a, a is a great example, and uh, I would point out that, well, you don't see them drilling in uh, the, the Nature Conservancy's land, whereas within the Alaskan National Wildlife Resource Center or whatever it is, ANWR, well, they're drilling there because the government was put in charge of that exactly. bit of uh, land, and they were supposed to keep that pristine. And you can just – the government does whatever it wants to do anytime. it – why would you turn over land that you want to save to that organization? And uh, I, I think as a, a better exa- – you know, at least an example more close to home, I said that I get my water from uh, this brook. Would I ever dump anything in this brook? I no. drink out of it. Absolutely not. Indeed, what that brings out one more point. We'll continue with your calls. But if you've got privately owned land, 
That also means you can have privately owned rivers, as you're saying, Mark. You own that section of that uh, river, do you not? Yeah. Um, so if there's a neighbor upstream from you and he starts dumping things in your river, that comes into your part of the river. So therefore, you would at that point have a lawsuit. You'd have a legitimate claim, yeah. a claim against that person for polluting your property. Now, if the river is not privately owned, if the river is just public property, then it doesn't matter if somebody dumps something into it. Obviously, it matters that we care, but it doesn't matter in that there's no one who's responsible ultimately for that river. No one is going to be interested right. in holding anybody uh, accountable for it because, well, they well, just don't care as much. Well, they, they care and they want to hold people accountable, but then you have to get this big apparatus of government. And trying to get the government to do anything is, is just a, the most arduous task. Yeah. You have to get lobbyists involved and it just costs so much money. Why in the world would you want to do that when it's just be so much easier for people to, you know, own and manage their own property. Let's go to Chris in Charleston. Uh, Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Chris Drop. Chris is gone. Apologies. Let's try instead. Uh, Bob, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Hello. Hey, Bob, you're on the I'm air. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I didn't know that was your river. I had to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the problem seems to be people don't accept, with all the technology we have now, the media... I mean, before the tsunami over in Indonesia, that would have been a tiny little article in the newspaper, which no one would have saw. Now we can see all this live. Bob, I know you're going somewhere with us. I want to bring you back here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More with Bob and your calls as well about whatever you want. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. Free Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we'd like you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you up front for their websites. We give you the features on the website free, and then we ask for your voluntary support. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month, and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, AMP-only forum. Uh, let's see, we've also got the AMP-only podcast and more. Go and get all the details. Get signed up with PayPal or any major credit card or some of the alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. We continue with Bob listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Uh, Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, basically I was talking through with the environmental issues, and we see it every day. It's, you know, the first thing in the news that they're leading to. And in prior years, years ago, you never got to see this. It was like a little article in a newspaper. And based on the technology and all the information we're getting now, we can understand why things are so bad. You know, it's because you're seeing it. It's being thrown. It's a good old fear factor. When you say things are so bad, what do you mean? 
Oh, when you see on TV, you can see the tsunami. You can. Um, I see. I see what you're saying. You're saying because of the information, uh, you're saying because of the uh, the quick flow of information, it may seem to people that things are more climactic out there, that they're more dangerous, that there are more awful things occurring. But what you're pointing out is it's just an illusion because you're just seeing more of it now because of the information. It always existed. What we had before was, the, um, you know... People would never see all these different trials on TV, anything. You know, you're getting it firsthand up front. Yeah. And it's basically, um, you know, it's all there. We're I think you're absolutely right. Face, so everybody's afraid. Yep. Crime has never been better. I remember as a kid, I lived in New Jersey, though, and you'd see smoke billowing out of chimneys, things like that. And now the waters have never been this there's no smog compared to what there used to be. I can tell you area. here, Bob, uh, we do this show from New Hampshire. A hundred years ago, it's, I'm told that there were no trees around here because they'd all been farmed. Now they're not. So there's trees everywhere. Thank you. I think you're absolutely right in your point. And I thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. It makes a point about crime as well. When you open a newspaper or you, tu- uh, you tune into a TV uh, newscast, they're talking about crimes that happen not necessarily in your area, but maybe halfway across the country. You know, kids being molested, kids being abducted, all of these scary kids stories. floating around in giant mylar balloons. Yeah, all of these scary stories that they're not really happening that often. It's just a, Hot it's girls easier. that have gone dis- disappeared in right. Bermuda or wherever. It's just easier to get the information today. So put it all in perspective, I guess is what you should say to that. Let's talk to Aubrey. Ladies uh, have preference here. Aubrey, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WFTL in Florida. Hi. Um, oh, you're not I'm a lady. Aubrey, Sorry. and I'm actually a guy, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry right. about that, Aubrey. That's quite all right. You know, Brad did that to me. The band Brad, remember? Aubrey was her name. Well, Aubrey was his name. (laughs) I've heard the band. Anyway, um, you know, I wanted to say about the uh, climate debate, okay, is that what bothers me is that why does it have to be such a big debate? I mean, is it safe to say that the climate uh, that global warming is happening. I don't care why it's happening. I mean, the ice caps are melting. The glaciers are melting. Uh, permafrost is disappearing. And and you, can, you keep saying that we don't want the government involved. If the government doesn't pay for the research, who's going to pay for it? I mean, all these things that we found that affect us, that hurt us, help us over the years, in the past, it was like, Something happened to you, and you decide, well, we're not going to do that anymore. But now there's so many more people on this planet or even in our country that, you know. We'll Can I answer your question here? You asked the question about uh, who's going to pay for research into the climate. Who would pay for space exploration if the government's NASA disappeared tomorrow? Uh, you're going to say big business would pay for it. Well, I'm not going to say that, business, actually. Big yeah, okay. No, what I'm going to say is the market would pay would pay for it if it was in demand. If people are interested in the uh the environment and I think they are, uh then mm-hmm. they'll pay for it. Universities will fund uh their own studies. Yeah, you'll but, have the, you'll have big companies throwing yeah, money into I things think like that. that. that wouldn't have, it, you, you had to have a uh, uh a catalyst in originally. So if the government hadn't gotten involved, none the of government is not a catalyst, sir. It's just an agency of force. It's just an agent. Well, it's a monopoly. No, over no, the, no. Oh. You see, you're taking a, a, another statement and generalizing it. I said the government paid for research at a university, not 
took over health care. The government over. stole that money and then paid for research at those universities. That money could be in yours, your pocket and my pocket still, and we could decide for ourselves who see, to give it to. That's what I, I mean, it's it generalization. The National Science Foundation gives out grants to universities, individuals, GE. Have you heard okay, of, point of GMA, information here, have you ever heard of the United Way? Yes. Okay. Do you know what they are? Of course I do. Okay. So it's an organization that essentially in local areas catalogs the various different charities that are out there. So uh -huh. what, So all you need to do is somebody who wants to donate to a bunch of charities, instead of having to write 20 checks or 30 checks, you write one check to the United Way and you give it to them and then they give it to all those charities. So, so you're saying that if we just let business and the general population decide – what way we're going to go, yeah, freedom. technology involved, that we'll all take care of ourselves. That's right. So, freedom. Freedom so, works, dude. So, so how far along would our uh, highway system be if the federal government had said, well, we're going to charge a tax. Are you kidding me? You don't, think, you don't think that one state government could meet up a road with another state government or that people who are building roads can't meet them together without having some federal government bureaucracy overarching everything and stealing people's money? You, you have to have theft in order to have interstates? Is that what you're saying? I, I, don't, well, I don't know why it's theft. I mean, you don't? Listen, listen, but you're going off my, my, point. My, my, my point. That's okay. We can go anywhere we want you on. We pretty much want the same thing. But it, 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 and well, I don't talk want radio, On talk radio and, and on TV now, okay, because a lot of people don't read papers anymore. NPR has pretty good news. You get both sides of the story. We, we, don't, get, we don't get the story. We just get bits and pieces. What, what suits the station, their, who their advertisers are. Okay. Most people, we got all this technology. Why are there so few stations? now than we were then. Why are there so few uh, radio and television stations? Newspapers. Why are there That's so it. few radio and television stations? Your answer is newspapers? No, no. no. I'm saying, why are there so few? You're asking me, like, radio and television Television stations, why are there so few? There's a lot more of them now than there were before. There aren't fewer of them. It's just all. Oh, well, wait a minute. You were just complaining. Hold on a second. You were just complaining about the lack, and we got to let you go. There's a funny little sound in your phone. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, but what you were com he was complaining about was that, well, you know, there's all this you know, corporate controlled media, and there's not enough uh, information, and the, essentially that these big businesses that are running these companies aren't doing their jobs appropriately, and complaints about the news media and all of that. Well, why don't we just have more radio stations? That will solve that problem. Bring more competition into the marketplace. Have more listening options on the dial. He said he liked NPR, but he didn't really care much for anything else. Yeah, and he said that NPR was unbiased. Uh, NPR considers the global warming debate to be a foregone conclusion. They don't even look at, at uh, possibilities that it might be, you know, a, 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 a fake. The answer, of course, to the question is that. It's the federal government that prevents new radio stations from popping up and new television stations from popping up. You have to jump through all kinds of hoops. If you want to do it legally, you've got to go through their process and get an application fee and get the engineering studies done, if, if, if they're even accepting applications for new, uh, for new licenses. So that's why there's a restriction on the amount of media that you can get off the, the airwaves. You go to the Internet, you can get as much as you want. The Internet's got everything because you don't have to beg a government bureaucracy's permission 
information in order to put a blog online, thank goodness. I love the the idea that uh, science would stop without the federal gov- <laughs> government's funding. We wouldn't have any more. Gotta be kidding. I mean, science has only been funded by the federal government over the last few decades. Right. I mean, <laughs> this is a relatively new phenomenon. There are people alive in this nation when we didn't have science funded by the federal government. And I would contend that that science was probably more unbiased and, and uh, you know, less leaning towards a more status position. Well, the federal government is interested in funding. I'm sure they fund things that are valuable, but at the same time, how many uh, scientific studies uh, are they funding that many people would consider completely useless? Uh, I say let the marketplace decide what is valuable and what is not. It works well for charities. It would work fine for science. And as far as, I mean, if you look at space travel, for instance, uh, it's only recently that it's begun to open up to where NASA has allowed private space exploration. Right. Before that, it was against the law. Right. Uh, And because of that, now you've got all kinds of wonderful developments in private space travel and space hotels and low-cost trips. They're getting lower. The costs are getting lower uh, to, you know, inner orbit and that sort of thing. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program. We'll take your calls about whatever you want. If you dial in toll-free, you can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. Coming up, prohibition of a different sort. If we get a chance, we'll talk about a a unique uh, type of prohibition that most people don't ever talk about. But 800-259-9231, we're here to take your calls about what you want. We've been on an environmental kick here throughout the night tonight, uh, taking calls from people and their thoughts on the whole global climate change and whether or not it's happening or not and their opinions in general. And I, I think we've heard a good variety tonight. Let's continue, though. We've got Ken in Maryland on the line. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Good evening. Ken, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I kind of... The whole line of uh, has been about uh, climate change and about uh, you know people not being able to see the stars or whatever. Just wanted to recommend a website. It, it's uh, aboutthesky.com, and it mentions some things like uh, HARP and the uh, TAP program, which is a tropospheric aerosol program where they're basically putting a sunscreen up in the sky. Okay, and you actually cl- you want to claim you have evidence for this because uh, it seems like a bunch of crack pottery to me. Well, I think you need to do a little bit further research. No, I don't think I really do. So what are you saying? They're putting sunscreen in the sky, and what's that supposed to be about? Well, there was a guy, his name was uh, Edward Teller. Okay, right before he he passed, okay, he's he's the one that initiated the TAP program. 
Okay, and you could do a search for that. Doesn't program. mean anything to me. What are you telling me? What What does it mean when you say they're putting sunscreen in the sky? What is well, it supposed basically, to mean? Well, if if you go to the website aboutthesky.com, it'll it'll explain some of these things. I mean, up until this this current administration now confirms that they they are terraforming, they are geoengineering, and actually the. What does that have to do with the sky, dude? I asked you about the sky. You claim they're putting sunscreen in the sky. What does that mean? They're spraying us like bugs. They're what? They're spraying us. With sunscreen? Well, it's not. Come on. It's not like sunscreen. You rub on your skin. It's, It's basically a particulate matter that's being sprayed into the sky under the pretext of it reflecting the sun's rays back you know people like you where's the evidence for this well there is no evidence uh people like you with the conspiracy theories on the chemtrails or the sunscreen this is a new one the sunscreen's a new version uh the 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 people that are that are out there promoting this you're as egocentric as the people that are talking about how the world is being destroyed by uh by people polluting and and that sort of thing i mean you believe that some little airplane spraying things uh in the air is somehow going to stop the sun you're, you're saying that the HARP program is not a real thing. Actually, I'd rather ask you this question. Um, was HARP used to create Hurricane Katrina? Do you know what the HARP... The Answer HARP my question, does? please. I'm sorry? Was HARP used to create Hurricane Katrina? Was it? I'm asking you. I can't... I, I'm not involved in the program, so I can't say that it Do you was suspect or it wasn't. Do you suspect it strongly? Give me a scale of one to five, one being the least and five being the highest. Well, I know that uh, scalar wave technology does exist. You just, throw, you just throw terms out like they actually mean something. HARP right. is just an experimental program up in Alaska or whatever. Right. They've got a radio transmitter that transmits at a fairly, uh, I think, a fairly high power. And there are people out there that believe that that can somehow change the weather. It's right. silly the nonsense. Gov- the government can't, can't uh, deliver the mail on time. What makes you think they can put a giant Wawa machine in Alaska that controls the weather? Well, it's not just up in Alaska. Actually, there is There's a bunch of HARPs everywhere. Gateways. Around the earth. All right, you just keep living scared. Any, uh, any, any oh, chance the li- any chance the lizard men are running? Is there any chance that the lizard fear? Why would I call up and, and voice my opinion? Is there any chance that the lizard men are running the harp machine? Uh, come on. <laughs> well, that's okay. ridiculous. Uh, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Steve, listening to WFLA FM in Tallahassee. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Steve, doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, I'd like to stick with the uh, discussion on environmental concerns. Okay, sure. But I would like to take a completely different, uh, approach it from a completely different perspective. Sounds good. Do it. Okay, I'd like to, to begin with an, an analogy. Uh, suppose someone were to attempt to govern blue whales without any knowledge of or regard for the unique essential nature of blue whales. Sounds like it could be a disaster. Uh, it sounds like it would be to to me also, um, but the same principle applies to the governance of human beings. If human beings are are being governed with no regard at all for their unique essential nature, then <clears throat> government is essentially requiring or attempting to require human beings to live out of harmony with their own true essential nature. I'd say you're right about that. Sounds right. Okay, so if human beings have an impact on nature, um, and human beings are a part of nature, 
then requiring human beings to live out of harmony with their own nature would necessarily have a negative impact on nature. It would be anti-nature. You are correct. That's, that's exactly correct. That's basically all I wanted to say. You're absolutely get... right, by the way, Stephen. That's all that government really does is it, uh, it forces people to do things that they don't want to do or it forces them to not do things that they do want to do, thereby contravening what you're saying, human nature. That's exactly correct. And, and, we, we and there are so many negative... I think negative... we were in agreement uh, last week, but uh, I don't want to get this, this uh, discussion off the track that it's on because... Uh, you know, it's an important discussion. There are so many negative consequences of what you're talking about there, so many of them, so many unintended consequences that in, in many ways it can't all be categorized. I mean, we can talk about some things in specific when we drill down on one issue. We can look and we can say, well, here are some of the unintended consequences of this government action and this government action in general. But when you talk about it on a general basis, it's 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 you can't categorize it. I mean, there's so much... There's so much that has been displaced that otherwise would be able to happen. I guess the the question I'm, or the uh, the term I'm looking for is opportunity cost. Whenever government takes things from people and its resources and that sort of thing, and it and it spends them in the ways that they want to, that the government wants to, what are we losing out on? What kind of wonderful developments would we have had? What well, kind that's of the way I look at it too? I mean, uh, so much of the possibilities are being good possibilities are being eliminated. Because things are being channeled only in those, in those directions that are um, where they appear to be uh, in the range of the moment uh, beneficial to some people. Some people in people politics, are not the people that are looking down the road at the at the ultimate consequence. No, those people are looking at the next election. I thank you. That's Great right. call That's tonight. Exactly right. Well done, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I thought I thought that really just put it all into perspective. I, I have to agree. Let's continue with Jeff listening in Delaware to WGMD-FM. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys, I'd like to change the subject Please a little bit do. to talk about jobs. All right. Um, there's a currently a um, tax credit in effect that which um, first-time home buyers um, can take advantage of, and there's also now one with this new legislation that it, um, allows people with primary residence to take um, advantage of. I would propose that if we take that same tax credit, um, which is currently $8,500, and open it up to the investors with so much money that's on the sidelines right now, I think it could be incredible as, as far as how many jobs it could create. Could you imagine, guys, if, um, if um, you had $8,500 and you could put it into these inner-city homes and, and the REO properties um, that are just sitting out there vacant now, what, how many um, construction jobs it would spur, manufacturers of the construction-related products um, it would spur, um, suppliers of construction-related products. Who's going to live in these houses? Guys, I just want to see what you guys thought about that. Who's going to live in these houses? Generally, I'm for tax credits simply because I believe that people should be able to keep their money and do what they want with it. Um, I mean, you know, and that a tax credit sort of allows that to some extent, but I think that they right. can be misused too. But who's going to live in all these houses? Well, I think that's what's exciting, guys. I think it could be the, um, you know, with, with the homes, that, especially in, in big cities, Detroit, uh, Milano, which is really getting killed, um, uh, Phoenix, um, a number of different cities, Florida, um, that are getting killed. I think that with the it, with a tax credit um, coming in, and if they're able to buy these homes um, for you, know, you just go on the internet and you know thirty, forty, um, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, um, you're able to um, put a, um, a more affordable home um, buyers into the market at that point. You could um, you could the, the investors are going to put their money out there. They're going to hire these contractors to renovate these properties. 
which creates jobs, and then um, sell them at a more um, uh, measurable price. You know um, what, Jeff, would really, I see where you're coming from, but you know what would really create jobs? would be to get rid of the federal government and not have to pay their taxes in the first place. Thank you for the call. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Saturday edition. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Perhaps you've missed a moment of the show. Maybe you're a brand-new listener uh, in Huntsville tonight or Decatur, brand-new WBHP coming on board with us tonight. You've missed a whole week's worth of shows. In fact, we've got a whole year's worth of shows right there on the front page of our website, for your downloading convenience, and it will cost you nothing. So go and enjoy for free at freetalklive.com. Hey, would you like uh, money sent to your PayPal account? And were you born in an English-speaking country? For those of you in Mayaka City, the answer is yes. If you answered yes and yes, (laughs) go to english.freetalklive.com. I love how they call Mayaka City a city. And discover how to fatten your PayPal account by using a microphone, the Internet, and your English. Be your own boss. Make money online. Go to English.FreeTalkLive.com. That's English.FreeTalkLive.com. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Merry Christmas. Hey, Gene. What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to say that uh, on the bulletin board, I've been uh, trying to play around with changing my moniker a little bit. I've this... been the Christian anarchist now for... Uh, for many, many years, mm-hmm. and it's not that I really dislike the term. I don't have a problem with uh, anarchists like you do, but uh, it really doesn't totally describe me because I'm, I'm. it's not like I'm promoting anarchy as a Christian, but I realize that anarchy is what we live under, and that's why, uh, you know, if you look at everything being a fiction, then obviously we live under an anarchy. So I kind of been playing with the Christian realist because... Uh, I believe that the only thing that's real is uh, that we have a creator and that we live under anarchy. Those are the two things, that, pretty much two things that, are, that we can count on. Okay, so, uh, so you've changed your terminology. Gene the Christian realist is what you're saying. Well, I'm, I'm kind of playing with that, but I'll answer to Christian anarchist as well, because uh, I, I like the shock value of Christian anarchist. But what it boils down to is... Um, we do live in anarchy, even though people think we live under some form of a government. It's obvious that we don't, because if we did, the men with guns would be bound by this document called the Constitution. Obviously, they're not bound by that document. Clearly. And the only people that actually pay any attention to this fictional, fictitious document called the Constitution are the people that are powerless to enforce it. In mm. other words, the uh, the little guys. So the little guys study the Constitution, and they, uh, uh, you know, they learn all of the little intricacies of the wording and how it's supposed to limit this and do that and how they don't have this power and don't have that power. But what it boils down to is men with guns do whatever the heck they want to. Now, that's anarchy. No matter how you look at it, there is no government. There is no authority. They only uh, push people around and steal their money and force people into jails and prisons and kill people. Right, and, so and they're very 
they're very good at covering for all of that. They have these systems like the judicial system that essentially exists to provide window dressing for all of that, pushing people around and hurting people. Yeah, and the uh, the mafia has their code as well. So uh, there is no difference between any of them. They don't have legitimate authority. They're they're strictly uh, people forcing their will upon others, and and that is the definition of anarchy. So people. Um, well, no, the definition of anarchy is without rulers. Right, and they are not rulers. They are just men with guns. They certainly are not they're ruled. Just, they're they're enforcing their will upon others. That's not rule. That is uh, uh, that's a crime. That's that's either slavery or robbery or uh, something of that nature. They would rule over us if they had some kind of legitimate authority over us. And what I'm saying is there is no authority. Right, it's only in it. your head. If if you believe there is, then it's only, it's just a fantasy that you've concocted. And throughout history, people, all these uh, fictitious governments throughout history have collapsed when people became aware of the fact that the emperor has no clothes. And until they mm. become aware of that fact, they are afraid that there is some legitimate authority there, so they don't act. And they get bold enough to act when they realize that there is no legitimate authority. I, These people that have... I agree with you, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's very important to start laughing at the state in as many ways as we possibly can to uh, to break down uh, the sense of legitimacy that they do have with people. And non-compliance, like you say, is very important. That too. I think uh, everything from running stoplights when there's nobody around to... Uh, to not paying taxes, if you can do that, I think it's all great. You know, we need to uh, just let these people know in any subtle way that we can that we know that they don't have any authority over us. We know that whatever they're doing, it's all just a charade. And the sooner that uh, more and more people start having that attitude, the sooner we can have some more freedom back, some more liberty and less uh, uh you know, I don't consider myself an anarchist, but I can't disagree with a word that you've said. I can tell you that, Gene. Thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231. I think the term anarchy is uh, loaded. And and Gene acknowledged that when he said he likes how shocking it is to uh, to people. I, I like the term voluntarist. It, it's a little more wide. Uh, it's a little more accurate as far as my, uh, my belief system because I think that the term voluntarist suggests that human beings should interact with one another on a voluntary basis, which would be a very drastic change from this current governmental structure uh, where people are not acting on a voluntary uh, consensual basis. They're forcing people to do things. And that's what we've been talking about all night is with the environmental thing. Uh, people want to change the environment. They think they can do that by threatening others. You don't get anywhere by threatening people. You just create unintended consequences. I like the term smaller government because people can get on board with that. They don't know what a voluntarist is. They certainly don't want to be an anarchist. But they, uh, seven, more than 70% of the United States population, when polled, says they want the government uh, to be smaller. Right, that and... means they want less violence and less threatening. I don't blame them for that. Let's continue with Sherman listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sherman. Sherman, California. Hello. You're on the air. Sherman. Sounds what? Like we've got a soundboard here. Hello. Sherman. Do you like a porno? Would I like a porno? I've seen plenty of porno in my days. You know, they just don't, it just doesn't really do anything for me. Why not? I don't know. It's just, you know, porno, right? It's all the same. One porno is pretty much the same as the other. There's very little difference between them. I just watch it for the acting. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Hey, here's a uh, an interesting story, and, and it kind of ties in with what we've been talking about this evening on the environmental subject. Somebody mentioned that there was, what, 75 uh, animals or species going extinct every, what was it, every year or something? Like I don't that? know. They, they, it yeah, was a claim. Some, some random claim. Some, some random claim with the, you know, the, the idea is to scare the bejesus out of you. But let's talk about one of them. Let's talk about the African elephants, where according to the Telegraph over in the UK, they uh, the experts are saying that they could be extinct within 15 years. Now, that's pretty sad. Populations currently at 600,000 is diminishing by 38,000 each year. Figures are calculated using the annual number of illegal tusk seizures. Significantly exceed elephant birth rates, meaning the species could face extinction entirely within 15 years. Now, why are the elephants dying off? I mean, can elephants have sex just like any other animal and reproduce themselves? They've been doing it for hundreds of years, thousands of years. Can you guess why the elephants are dying off? Um, Not you, Mark. I think you might be able to guess it. But you, the listener, 800-259-9231. Why are the elephants going extinct? Well, we'll explain here in moments. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show. We're here taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features, so enjoy those on us. And the features include things like our bulletin board system, Gene, the Christian and... Uh, the Christian realist just mentioned it a few moments ago. You can go over there and get involved with all of our trolls at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state ever intruding into your business and personal life? Well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-minded people were all moving to the same place and getting active for freedom, would you join them? Think about it, because you can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. Get signed up, freestateproject.org. As we continue here, we're going to get back to your calls in a moment, but I just want to tell you, uh, to, to finish the story up, from the uh, the Telegraph, 600,000 is the population of African elephants. However, predictions say they'll be extinct within 15 years. Why? Well, because of prohibition, of course. It's not because elephants have just decided to stop reproducing. I mean, they they'd be happy to to uh, to reproduce and continue grazing and doing the things that they elephants do. In fact, elephants are really intelligent, from what I understand. But the problem is, there's a certain product that can be uh, harvested from an elephant, and that product is ivory. And that product has been prohibited. Mm-hmm. So, its prohibition is all the same. Whether it's prohibition of alcohol, or prohibition of drugs, or prohibition of guns, or prohibition of ivory. And like I was saying earlier, this is one of those prohibitions you don't hear talked about very often. But it's very real, and it's very detrimental. Unintended consequences, right? Because the reason, the reason ivory was prohibited in the first place because, oh, it's mean to you know, take the tusks from the, the elephants. It's mean. 
Right, that's one of the reasons. We sure, don't... I mean, who elephants are what what I, what's classified as charismatic megafauna? Um, you know, there, there's stuffed animals of elephants. You don't see a lot of stuffed animals of microbes and things unless you go to think, yeah. thinkgeek.com. Think think but uh, it's you know, the, they people like elephants. They don't like the idea of elephants being killed to you know harvest their their tusks. So it, we'll use the government to ban that, and no one will ever kill else, elephants anymore. What else would we do, right? That's well, what they did, and elephant uh, harvesting and, and essentially uh, owning elephants and harvesting ivory from them has been prohibited all across Africa. There are some exceptions. We can talk about that, but it's been prohibited, and so that stopped it, right? That, that put a stop to people getting their hands on ivory. Oh, no, it didn't. According to the story, Telegraph uh, in the U.K., the worldwide illegal trade in wildlife is valued at tens of billions of American dollars and is believed to have the same significance now as the blood diamond trade during the peak of the African Civil Wars. In 2006, 11 metric tons of illegal ivory were seized from ships bound for Taiwan and Japan. 11 metric tons of illegal ivory. That means that there were some that made it through. That means that there's a whole lot of ivory still being harvested there from these, uh, these animals. And it's not being harvested in any kind of sustainable fashion, which is possible in a free marketplace. It's my understanding that uh, essentially, it's my understanding that it comes back once you you don't have to kill the elephant to harvest uh, the the ivory from it. If I'm wrong about that, please feel free to call and correct me. That's my understanding. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it doesn't really matter. The reason, um, that, you know, we, let, let's look at this from the standpoint of reality. Let's let's make some comparisons here. Are, are there a shortage of cows? No. Pigs? No. Chickens? No. All right. People, uh, that's because people want the products of these animals, and they're willing to pay for them. And people want the products of elephants, and they're willing, they're willing to, pay to pay for a them. A premium, because, because when One it's prohibited. One of them's prohibited, the other one isn't. What's it cost to buy chicken? Ninety nine cents a pound. Right. I think that's you know that you know that's sort of your unprocessed uh, chicken. Now, imagine what it would cost to buy a chicken if chicken was prohibited. It would be a hundred times that. You'd have to you'd have to go and find a chicken dealer in the black market. You'd have to know somebody who knows somebody to hook you. You know that would hook you up with some chicken, and you'd be lucky if you got your hands on some white meat or a breast. I mean, because it'd be prohibited. So you'd be paying a premium, and that's what's going on here, is basically these elephants are being slaughtered to death. They're being slaughtered by poachers, and they're being taken out of existence. Prohibition of ivory and the ivory trade is killing African elephants, and there's no amount of enforcement that's going to solve this problem. In fact, later in, this, in, later in the story, which we're not going to have time to get through, but later in the story, they talk about how uh, rangers have been killed by poachers. So these poachers value the ivory so highly that they're willing to shoot their way through any cops that get in their way. Now, the cops here in this country with their war on drugs, where over uh, 1.5 million Americans are arrested every single year for having a plant or a chemical or something like that on their, on their person, that's outrageous enough as it is. But the cops like to talk about how it's a war, right? Well, if it were a war, you'd have cops dying left and right. They're not. Most cops, not. If cops are dying, it's usually not in anything that's related to uh, to drugs. It happens from time to time, but not it's in a, a significant fashion. It's a guerrilla war in that um, the, the the you know the the people are 
participating in the the prohibited substances are sort of working behind the scenes. They'll smoke a cop every now and then, but it's a pretty it's a pretty rarity, and they've really got to be cornered. So uh, it, it's a war, but it's not it's not a full out uh, onslaught like like it's probably there in the African bush. You know that anybody who reasonably looks at this situation and it isn't looking at it from the oh the, the cute little elephants and stuff it isn't looking at it from that standpoint would understand that the way that you save elephants is by letting people own them and use their products sell their products and yep. you know and do that I, I, the marketplace will figure this out a heck of a lot better than governments will absolutely and in fact it it leads me to one of my favorite books I mentioned it earlier tonight Mary Ruart's Healing Our World and I'm reading this from the 90s edition. She did do an updated aughts version uh, from this decade, which I highly recommend that you purchase. You can do that at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. But here's just a little bit on this exact topic. Now, she points out that some conservationists see a global global government as a way to enforce worldwide bans on hunting endangered species such as elephants and rhinos. Such bans threaten first-strike force against those who try to create wealth by harvesting these unclaimed animals. The guns of government are used to protect, or excuse me, to prevent homesteading of wild herds in much the same way they're used to prevent homesteading of land. Environmentalists support such bans in the belief that they preserve endangered species. In fact, just the opposite is true. Then she cites some numbers that are a little on the older side about how the elephant, uh, elephant hunting has been banned in places like Kenya and all across most of Africa. Back in 1989, the animals numbered at 19,000, which was down from 65,000 in 1979. On the other hand, in Zimbabwe, homesteading claims of natives to elephants on their land have been respected by the government there. As a result, elephant products can be legally sold. Now, has that changed since this uh, this was written? I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the lesson is still holds true. Naturally, the natives protect their valuable elephants from the poachers. They own those elephants. If you've just got a reserve, a park, or something like that, as they're talking about in the new article, this one from uh, just a few days back, in this story, it talks about Chad's Zakuma National Park had 3,885 elephants back in 2009, but by two, excuse me, back in 2005, but in 2009, the figure had plummeted to just 617, because nobody owns those. The park rangers are there, and I'm sure they care, but they don't have the same incentives to protect those animals as the tribes in Zimbabwe did back uh, when we were talking about here from Dr. Ruart's book. Since they owned the elephants, they had an incentive to really protect them from the poachers. Therefore, the natives raise as many elephants as possible so they can sponsor safaris, and then they can also sell elephant ivory, their hides, and meat from the elephant. So they're turning the elephants into a variety of products. As a result, now of course somebody would say, well that's terrible, the elephants shouldn't be turning them into products. But as a result, the elephant population has increased from 30,000 to 43,000 over the past 10 years. Right. The so people, what do you want? People can get as touchy-feely as they want about elephants, and, and I understand. I, you know, I, I like animals as much as anybody else. But the, the facts speak for themselves. I mean, would you say this about sheep? There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls next about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the things we ask you to do is that we, uh, you vote for us over at vote.freetalklive.com. Only takes a moment, makes a difference for us by pushing us up the podcasting charts at vote.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Dan is with us listening to WSPD in Toledo. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Mark and Ian, I'm, I'm delighted to have found you tonight. And if you'll, if you'll allow me just to indulge in a little recognition, you two are a fantastic team, and I'm sure the, the, the group around you that supports you as well. It's just I, I'm listening to the, the subjects that you're hitting on, and your, your approach and your thoughts are reasonable and patriotic uh, to the point where I, I find them, uh, I would think they'd be very appealing to people of goodwill, and yet to those who oppose you, I, I think you'd be disarming. I think you're very effective. Thank you. We do our best. Well, uh, and, and speaking of people of goodwill, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, sure. You know, I, I sit in church or I, I visit my children's schools or even in my neighborhoods, and I, and I look around me and I see just a bunch of wonderful, good people. I mean, solid, salt-of-the-earth folks, that the kind of, the kind of people that would always help you out if you were in a jam or You'd, you'd, comfort, you'd feel comfortable if your children spent the night at their house with their children. Mm-hmm. And yet these people, maybe it's my part of the, the country, but they've, they've bought into everything, the, 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 the whole green movement and, and um, uh, everything the, the Obama administration is bringing down. And I can't help but think, first of all, they're not the people that are going to listen to talk radio, so they can't get an education from you. But I can't help well, but think listening that to talk radio you, most hours of the day isn't going to give most people an education that's uh, going to help them in any way. Because you're right, they have fallen in with a bunch of misinformation. But one of the things they've fallen in with, and it's not necessarily their fault, uh, is the idea that the, the whole concept of government is somehow legitimate. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems. When you take these nice salt-of-the-earth people who are otherwise very helpful and very good folks and you allow them to have the control of power over others. If you give them, uh, you know, you promote them to some political position, and you allow them to uh, to wield the power of the state, then all of a sudden these nice people start trying to use power for good and power for, for things that they cons- would consider uh, to be beneficial. But unfortunately, there, as we've been talking about, lots of unintended consequences from that. So really it's, it's the power and, uh, and the system that's the problem, not the nice people. Yeah, so, yeah, again, you nailed it. So I guess my question is to you, and you'd banter with this a little bit, but, you know, how does the average Joe out there like myself help to to touch and to reach these people so that, number one, I guess that they would be open to 
hearing more of the truth and thinking for themselves, and number two, getting them to the point where they could begin to make a difference. Well, um, I'd say that uh, try to imagine a world where uh, the message of liberty, because I was brought on board to this, this sort of movement. Let me move back just a little bit here. I was sort of brought on board with these ideas by listening to a guy named Rush Limbaugh back in the 90s. I heard about small government, and you know, he, t- he talked a really good game about uh, you know, keeping the government out of uh, the, the free market and, and that kind of thing. And those ideas were really influential for me. That guy reaches... Too bad he didn't mean it. Right. He reaches somewhere <laughs> between 15 and 20 million people a week. And imagine a world where this message was being uh, talked to but to that many people. You mean the message we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the message of liberty. Um, if, if that were possible, then, well... Uh, the, the, the America would look entirely different, and the way to do that is well, get involved with Free Talk Live. We have an AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com, true. where uh, you know we use the the money that we raise there to advertise the show. We don't keep it, we don't use it for hookers and coke or whatever it is that uh, radio guys use their uh, their subscription uh, programs for. There's all kinds of perks that go with it, and that's one thing you can do. Let me interject something okay. here, Mark. So the Free Talk Live AMP program is a great way to get behind this show financially for three bucks a month. But also, you can call your local talk station. Now, you're listening to WSPD there in Toledo. Happens to be programmed by a self-proclaimed libertarian, uh, Brian Wilson. Great guy. He's the guy that uh, that put us on there on Saturday nights. As of right now, he's only taken a couple hours of the show on Saturday nights. We offer the show six nights a week. So one of the things... Hours, well, up to 18, yeah, yeah, 18, 18 hours, hours per week. So one of the things that listeners that are in Radio Land can do is if you aren't getting all 18 hours a week of this show... Give the, uh, the station a call, ask for the program director, tell them that you appreciate hearing Free Talk Live on the weekends or whenever it is that you're, you're hearing us, and then just ask them nicely to put some more Free Talk Live on the air. That would be another great way to get a consistent, liberty-oriented message uh, on the air and out into people's ears. So there's two simple ways to get involved. We can take you to the next level if you want. You want to do that, Dan? Yeah. I'm ready. The next level would be the Free State Project. We mentioned it earlier. Mark and myself are both participants. Mark, how would you sum it up? Free State Project is a movement to move 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to the state of New Hampshire in order to uh, return that state to the, you know, the, the, the government to simply protecting life, liberty, and property as its maximum role. So the idea would be to get uh, thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all into the same place. Imagine what kind of an effect that could have on influencing the regular salt-of-the-earth people that uh, that you're talking about. Well, imagine maybe... it and then go to freestateproject.org and see, in fact, what is happening. Because right. already it is happening. it's having a huge, huge effect. Right. Hundreds of people have made the move from across the country. Mark and myself were uh, Florida natives. Uh, I lived 26 years of my life down there. Mark, I think you lived 37 or 36 years or something like that. I am. Uh, we, we were down there for a long time, and we made the move up here to New Hampshire three years ago, and it's been great so far. And there's really there's more happening here in a week's time than there was down in Florida, I think, in maybe a year's time. It's, it's incredible to that. the amount of activism that's happening here. So that's a great way to really leverage. Uh, it's good to get Free Talk Live onto more stations across the country, but to really change something significant, you've got to get together, in my opinion. You've got to get that concentrated activism going on. And the liberty movement is just spread too thin all across the, the country, unfortunately. So that needs to be remedied. Wow. I feel it, you know, and I appreciate you laying out a plan like that. I mean, that that sounds just like you guys. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to get started and checking all of this out, and I'll do my best right here in Toledo. 
Thank you, Dan. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You get perks, too, beyond just helping Free Talk Live get on more stations. Uh, we just crossed the 60 threshold tonight with uh, welcoming WBHP in Huntsville and uh, Decatur. And so amp.freetalklive.com. You can also go to local... Uh, local fact, uh, local FAQ.freetalklive.com to get information on calling your local talk station, some tips and things like that. And then freestateproject.org for those of you willing to take the ultimate step in achieving liberty in your lifetime. Let's uh, continue here. 800 259 9231. Actually, no, we won't because uh, Kevin dropped off the line. So uh, here's, a, here's a quickie for you out of Canada. And this one's disturbing. There was a 29-year-old guy working in his downtown Toronto office. He'd ordered a gun online made from Legos called a brick gun. So it's not actually a gun. It's just a replica. So it looks kind of like a gun in that it doesn't have that yellow tip on it or that that orange tip that you would uh, you would purchase or the, if you were getting a toy gun or something like that at the at the store that's got to be a regulation by the way because they didn't have them like that when I was a kid no you're correct it is absolutely a federal regulation that uh, that all toy guns must have bright yellow or bright orange tips or something like that so anyway this does not because it just comes as legos so he had to put the gun together right and he was doing that in his office when all of a sudden there was some intense yelling filling the office hallways. It was the end of the day, and they decided to wind down by playing a few rounds of a video game, and they heard yelling filling the hallways. We thought it was some sort of domestic dispute out there, and that was until I clearly heard my name. The guy sounded seriously angry and was instructing me to slowly come into the hall with my hands on my head. Turns out it was Toronto's emergency task force, more commonly known as the SWAT team, responding to calls of a man in an office with a gun. I was surrounded by about six SWAT guys armed with shotguns and assault rifles, he said. Once they confirmed I wasn't packing any Lego heat, I walked backwards toward them, was cuffed, put into the stairwell, and thrown against the wall. While two members of the SWAT team kept Mr. Bell pressed against the wall, he explained there was a Lego gun in pieces in his office. Sure enough, a few minutes later, an officer confirmed it. We found it. It's Lego, Mr. Bell recalled the officer saying as the police promptly uncuffed him. Turns out the police were tipped off by a busybody neighbor whose apartment looks in on Mr. Bell's office. A call came in after 5.30 in the afternoon with a caller reporting that a man was sitting in his office with a gun on his desk and the door closed. So the SWAT team came in to somebody's office, threw a man up against the door because some busybody called them with a with a, essentially an anonymous tip. Well, you know, it's as a, as if having a gun on your desk is somehow a crime. Right. I mean, well, it, you know, a crime in the sense of you're doing something wrong. The government can make anything a crime they want to, and I know they have made handguns a crime in in Canada, which as far as I'm concerned is a crime. A man has a right to build a tool, a man has a right to protect himself and his family, and stopping that is against nature and against the rights of that man. freetalklive.com see you Monday. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses to jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. 